WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Advocates are fighting new restrictions on Medicaid for caregivers. The General Assembly sends a bill on assault weapons to the governor's desk. And lawmakers are considering a bill that would overturn a wage law from the Jim Crow era. This is the WMRA Daily for Thursday, February 29th. Virginia's Medicaid agency will use new caregiver regulations starting on Friday. Advocates and families are fighting the restrictions, and three bills in the General Assembly would halt parts of them. Rural health care reporter Henry Brannon has the story. Melissa Wallace is caregiver for her two children with disabilities. 42-year-old Buckingham County resident remembers the moment she found out about the new regulations. That moment was hard when I thought it was all going to be taken away instantly. I didn't know what I was going to do. The restrictions are on people who care for their Medicaid-enrolled spouse or minor child with an approved disability. For many caregivers, the change will effectively end a policy that allows them to be reimbursed for the care they provide. An economic lifeline first approved when COVID hit and then made into law in 2022. They'll get Irene Shin of Herndon as leading one of the bills to stop the restrictions. Hopefully with the passage of House Bill 909, we'll give back flexibility and some autonomy to parents to be able to provide this care for their kids. Even if the bill passes, there will still be a months-long gap between when the regulations go into effect in March and the bill's implementation in July. I'm Henry Brannon. Henry's reporting for WMRA is in partnership with VPM News and Report for America. On Wednesday, lawmakers passed a ban on assault weapons along party lines. The bill would ban the sale or transfer of assault weapons made after July 1st, with few exceptions. After a procedural vote, the legislation will go to Governor Glenn Youngkin's desk. A Youngkin spokesperson told VPM News that Virginia's gun laws are already among the toughest in the nation, but also that Youngkin would review any legislation that comes to his desk. The governor is about to consider a bill that would create a retail recreational marijuana marketplace for adults. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports. The House and Senate have arrived at a compromise bill to create a retail market for marijuana sales in Virginia. Here's Senator Aaron Rouse, a Democrat from Virginia Beach, who introduced the bill. It does not legalize cannabis. It does not create the market. But what it does is it regulates an existing market. The bill allows for micro-business licenses set aside for people convicted of marijuana crimes, as well as people who live in economically disadvantaged areas. Here's Senator Barbara Favola, a Democrat from Arlington. We do have equity provisions that can be used for consideration in the um, release of licenses for retail markets. The tax rate in the bill going to the governor is 12% which Republican Senator David Suderlein of Roanoke County says is too small. But I don't think it's right that we're going to continue taxing working families more for rotisserie chicken than we will for cannabis going forward. The bill has to clear one more procedural hurdle before heading to the desk of Governor Glenn Youngkin, who has repeatedly said he's not interested in signing it. A Virginia Senate committee forwarded a bill on Tuesday that gives indigenous tribes more say in permitting Jed Khalil with VPM News reports. The bill would have the state appoint an ombudsman to coordinate tribal communications with state agencies on permits for projects with environmental, cultural, or historical impact. One of those tribes is the Upper Mattapani. Chief Frank Adams spoke at the Senate Agriculture, Conservation, and Natural Resources Committee Wednesday. 
We're certainly not against economic development. We just think it's wise that if we know something is buried in the ground, that you ask us before you start digging so you won't have to shut your operation down. The Upper Mattapani are one of the seven federally recognized tribes the bill affects. But Virginia recognizes four tribes that the federal government doesn't. That led two Republicans to abstain. State Senator Richard Stewart is a Republican from King George County. I have a letter from a chief of another tribe who feels like they're being discriminated against. I'm going to abstain until I can learn more. Still, the bill advanced on a 10 to 2 vote. Now it moves on to the Senate Finance Committee. Chad Khalil reporting. Finally, today, members of the General Assembly are considering a bill that would overturn a wage law from the Jim Crow era. Michael has that story. Jim Crow racism was the reason why farm workers were exempted from the minimum wage. It was part of a compromise in the 1930s to get the votes to pass a minimum wage. When we passed the Virginia Minimum Wage Act, we left behind some of the hardest workers in Virginia, and we cannot continue to leave these workers behind for another year. That's Delegate Adele McClure, a Democrat from Arlington, who says it's time to end the exemption. This is an antiquated law that only benefits big agriculture, imposes a significant disadvantage to the small, medium-scale farmers who are the backbone of Virginia agriculture. Cliff Williamson at the Virginia Agribusiness Council says removing the exemption would be a mistake. Many of our businesses are paying above minimum wage. That is because we are able to negotiate off of that minimum floor, that lower floor than our competitors in the non-ag space has to offer. That will change when this exemption goes away, and our entry point will then be at the same place as everyone else. The bill has already been approved by the House and is expected to be considered in the Senate next week. Reporting from the Capitol in Richmond, Michael Pope. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levicki. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy your Thursday.